And I looked at him and I looked at the struggle bus that he rode the entire way to the finish line in Atlantic City. And I was like, uh, no, this is where I get off the struggle bus is a half marathon. This one's radio episode 1016 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just a reminder that uh, if you need a little help, if you need a little uh, guidance, a little advice, if you want to pick my brain a little bit, that option is always available. Ye old consult calls are available as a one-off. Uh, you can do them semi-regularly if that might be something that would help you, kind of help you get through a training cycle or an injury, get return from injury type of situation. I don't know. Hopefully not one of those. Hopefully you've you're got a clean bill of health and running is going well right now. But if you need me... The consult calls are available. Dizruns.com slash consultation is the link. All the information is there. You sign up and uh, you, you grab a spot on my calendar. I'll give you a call and we'll talk through something. 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to get you some clarity, get you some direction on where you're where you're trying to go, and uh, hopefully get you on, on the path to, uh, again, to, to success, whether it's it's being ready to, to nail that PR, getting back to running from an injury, uh, overcoming some other type of obstacle, whatever it might be disruns.com slash consultation. It's it's there. Something I really enjoy doing. And don't forget, if you participated in the old uh, Disruns New Year's festivities, the old fat ass situation, you got yourself a free call. So you, you gotta that one you have to use at some point this year. This year being 2022, depending on you know when you're listening to this. Uh, but if you got if you got a call in your back pocket, go ahead and hold on to it. If you need to get a call, you can grab one. Disruns.com slash consultation. And uh, now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, I'd have to say has had a pretty solid 2021 and is definitely carrying a fair bit of momentum into the new year, uh, at least from you know the running perspective. We'll, we'll go with that. I don't, I don't know all the personal details, but certainly early in, early in 2021, kind of the year started off with the uh, launching of a podcast, and, uh, which is still going strong, late in the year. She crossed the uh, the finish line of the New York City Marathon, which also happened to be her first 26.2. So nothing like you know starting your marathon career with a with a big one. Uh, but needless to say, both of these topics are things that we'll uh, be talking about a bit more today. And, and who knows what else? I'm sure we'll get into a, a half dozen other topics, as is kind of the usual scenario around here. But one way or another, let's get the show on the road and, and welcome Miss Sonia Rita to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Sonia. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And what an epic intro. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I really have had an awesome 2021. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, at least from the running perspective, kind of the, the, the angle of things that we'll be talking about today, hopefully the rest of the, the 2021 was a pretty good year as well. And, and hopefully that carries over into the new year. And y'all, if you kind of want to follow in, in you know, 2022 and beyond with what's going on in, in Sonia's world, uh, Sonia E. Rita dot wixsite.com slash running on optimism is the is the website for where the podcast is and, and all of the things there I know it's kind of a mouthful but you know we'll have the link in the show notes as well uh, but you can also find her podcast just wherever podcasts are freely distributed so basically unless you're listening on my website right now probably wherever you're listening to this you can also search for her show which is called running on optimism uh, again something we'll talk about as we get going i'm sure uh, on instagram 
Two handles, one more for the podcast, one more for the personal, so you can follow either or both. Uh, the podcast handle on Instagram is at running underscore on underscore optimism. Pretty straightforward, as long as you remember those underscores. And her personal handle on Instagram, 26.24 Izzy on Instagram at 26.2. Uh, the number is 26.24 Izzy. Uh, that's I-Z-Z-Y. And uh, Diz runs, if, if your head's a little bit confused, all these different links and titles <laughs> and things of that nature, which I'm looking at them and my head's a little bit confused, just go right back to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1016. Dizruns.com slash 1016 uh, for the links, photos, the whole nine as per usual for today. We'll have it all linked up there. Easy to connect to and uh, follow along with Sonia into the new year and beyond. So, uh, Sonia, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with uh, the same simple question. Uh, I think... Well, I don't, I don't think sometimes it's an easy answer. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated because there's a lot of good answers out there, but one way or the other, it gives us a good place to start the conversation and move things along. And that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So really funny up until I ran New York city, it was a 10 K. Um, and since running my first marathon, it is officially the half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> little curveball there. The, the marathon yeah. is, a, is, a, is, a, is a bit much sometimes. I, I'll agree with that, but, but go ahead. Why, why the half marathon now is your favorite distance? So the half marathon, um, I discovered this. I ran AC in October before New York City, and it was just such a wonderful time to be in my head, to be in my space, and to be among runners. Um, cheering each other on. And it's like, it's just enough of a mental and physical feat to feel really, really empowered at the end, but not have it suck the life out of you like the marathon does. Yep. I can, uh, <laughs> I can verify that. I can relate to that. And uh, I know a lot of people have, it can as well, because I, I hear that same type of logic uh, a, a lot of times along the way. And, and AC, for those of you keeping track at home, Atlantic City, right, Sonia? Yes. Yes. Sorry about that. Yep. Oh, no worries. City. No worries. You know, sometimes, you know, when, when you're in the right, right frame set, frame of mind, like, oh yeah, like it totally makes sense. And when you're, you know, not, it's like, what AC, run an AC, what, what, yes. what anyway. Um, so, so the half marathon, definitely a good distance. Um, but how'd you get, how'd you get started in the sport? Sonia, is it, is it something that's been uh, a, a long time part of your life? Something a little more recently? Uh, I mean, first marathon, but you know, not, and certainly some people go crazy and they, you know, they've started running six months ago and then they run their first marathon. Some people it's been a decade or more before they decide to run 26.2. How about yourself? How, how, how long ago have you been uh, involved in this crazy passion and pursuit that we uh, all know and love? Yeah. So I'm, I'm 38 years old and I'm actually, pretty proud of having run my first marathon a little later than maybe a lot of other people have. Um, so I started running back in 2015. I signed up for my first 5k. I was never a runner. I was definitely the person who skipped the gym class where you had to run the mile. Um, always just super embarrassed by that. I, I don't know why I just, I absolutely hated it. Um, and then, uh, in 2014, my daughter Izzy was diagnosed with a spinal cord tumor. And I don't know if maybe it was, um, dare I say optimism, um, but the prognosis was good. Mm. I, I, all things considered, the prognosis was good. And for me, a good prognosis is that she would survive as long as she could survive treatment. Um, and somehow that gave me hope and a desire to help others. 
And so I looked up Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. I found um, that they really empower the kids uh, to be heroes in their own right. And along the way, I also found that they have an annual 5K in Philadelphia called the Lemon Run. And I honestly can't remember what my mindset was at the time. And really thinking back at that moment, I had thought I wanted to run something in college and something after college and always felt like I couldn't or, you know, I had a friend who's like, you run? No, that's not your thing. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, What am I thinking? Um, So maybe it was always there, but um, I decided to run this 5K and fundraise for childhood cancer research just because I felt so lucky that Izzy would be okay in the end, you know, all relative okay. There's a lot uh, going on beyond that. Um, And so we actually ended up rolling with like 30 people at this, uh, at this 5k. We raised more than $13,000. And while we were at the, while we were at the race, um, my husband and I, and the few of us who ran, there was a, another contingency of our group that just walked the 5k, um, with Izzy. And, uh, so we ran and then we walked back to meet up with everybody and, uh, we had Izzy get out of the stroller and my husband was holding her hands. She was, let's see. So she was, um, she was two at the time. She had just turned two cause it was November of 2015. And, uh, she wasn't walking yet because of the tumor and chemo and surgery and all of that. But, uh, she was holding my husband's hands and with her own little leg, she crossed the finish line. And there were so many people just cheering her on. I don't know if they had seen her story through Alex's website. I don't know if they heard us cheering, but people were chanting, Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. And this little two-year-old is walking across this finish line. And it all just felt so incredibly powerful that, um, I don't know. Like I just, I loved that race and I thought that it was that race in particular, which it is. But, um, as the years went by, we just kept getting into running and I wanted to then PR my 5k. And then I I decided, Hey, why not do a 10k? And it's just kind of like that bug that bites. Right. And eventually you're just like, wait, if I did this, maybe I could do this. So that, that was the start of um, what has been kind of a journey that's had a lot of ups and downs, but has been worth it every, every mile of the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and word, of, word of caution, word of warning, whatever you want to, want to call it, um, that, that potential of what, what else never kind of goes away. So you just ran your first marathon. Be careful. That ultra marathon world, yeah. is a da- is a, it, it's dangerous and it's awesome. But uh, be careful. That's a, that's a slippery slope uh, if, if you ever start going down it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bug, the bug is definitely there. Um, we're looking at like a lot of new things to try in 2022. So it should be an exciting year, too. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. So um, you, 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 you get involved with charity running right from the beginning. You're, I mean, $13,000. That's that's nothing to wave a stick at. That's that's a substantial amount of fundraising done. Um, you know, you get, you get a taste of the running community, which is which is um, I'm biased, but I'll say the best community. And um you know, like, like all things kind of going, seem like going pretty well. Were you, were you in love with running that I mean, maybe not in love, but were you really like turned on to running that quickly or was it, was it just, uh, 
you know, kind of maybe a, a means to the ends to, to get to the race day experience and to be part of the community and things like that, if that question makes any sense at all. It does. It does. And it's actually, you know, because through the podcast and through, you know, being out there running for hours, you kind of meditate on these things. And at first, I would say that it was a means to an end. But if I really reflect back, I realize that I never thought that I could run 3.1 miles. Mm -hmm. And just like 3.1 miles is a is a lot. If I mean, in the grand scheme, you know, once you've run a marathon, you know, that 5K maybe doesn't seem as huge. But if you really think about running 3.1 miles, moving your body for, you know, maybe 30 minutes, uh, maybe more, maybe less, that's that's a lot. Um, and so when I really thought about it, I think I felt really empowered and felt like I had come out of myself. I felt like in some ways it made me a better mom. Mm -hmm. uh, running and pushing myself also helped me channel some of the inspiration that I drew from is to be a better person. Um, so Izzy went through, uh, she started chemo November 7th of 2014 and she wasn't done with chemo until January 15th of 20, uh, sorry, 2014. And then, uh, January 15th of 2016. So that was 14 months of chemo for, um, a baby cause she was one when she started and almost two and a half when she finished. Uh, and she would, she would basically, um, go to clinic on Fridays and spend six hours hooked up to an IV and would smile or pass out. Um, and, and just maybe some of it was she was unaware because she was so little, but I just don't, I think at the time I couldn't really comprehend how such a small human could view the world so beautifully simple. I've got my mommy, I've got my daddy, I've got love. And this is just something in between. And I remember, you know, when she was sick from chemo, you know, she would just, she'd throw up or, or what have you and, and, you know, all kinds of stuff coming out of her diaper and we'd clean her up and then she'd go back to playing. And to me, I wanted to have moments where life was that simple as an adult, even though I was I had a daughter with, um, with a medical complexity and I feel like running gave me that opportunity. That time that I was out there, everything, or the time that I am out there, it's simple. One foot in front of the other. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes I don't want to. Um, but it really is quite simple. You just go out there and you run. Yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, so much, so much in that last <laughs> statement that, that, I think all of us from time to time can, can lose sight of, you know, that, that, um, that yes, you know, some days you don't really want to, some days it's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but afterwards it's usually been worth it. And, and also the, the simplicity factor of it and just how, how, and I'm guilty of this too, but how, you know, I quote unquote, I need my watch and I need my headphones mm -hmm. and I need this and I need that. And, and, and nah, I mean, you like, those are those nothing wrong with those things. And it's nice to have sometimes, but, but some days maybe the best thing you can do is leave all of that stuff at home and just go out and embrace the simpleness of it. The, the quiet, the peace, uh, the, the maybe some time to, to clear your head or to, to organize your thoughts or whatever that, that, um, for some of us, at least that's kind of how we started. We get away from that and we may ne maybe never get back to it. So yeah, a good reminder of, of keeping it simple is, is pretty important with the sport sometimes. 
Yeah. And I, I, you know, I have yet to full disclosure, I have yet to leave my watch at home, but it's definitely (laughs) something that I've been thinking about recently. It's like, yes, the run did happen, even if Strava didn't record it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I couldn't tell you the last time I left my watch at home either. So, so at least we're in company, whether it's good company yeah. or bad company or in different company, we're, we're definitely in company there. And, and again, I'll, I'll make the bold, the bold uh, statement that I bet you most people listening, uh, there's very few that can remember the time that they left their watch at home on purpose. Maybe it's happened once in a while by accident or forgot to charge it. So you get out there for a mile and then it cuts off on you. Um, yeah. but not too many of us, I don't think leave without the watch on purpose very often. Hey, I wonder if we've got a challenge brewing, the leave your watch at home challenge. Oof. I, I mean, I, I would be all for it, except I'd probably have to, to lead the charge. And I don't know if I'm willing to do that just yet. So we'll, we'll see. But we'll, we'll, we'll table that one. it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, so we'll put a pin in that one. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's good. And that, that might be one of those pins that will strategic, at least I'll strategically try not to go back to, but I don't know. You can, <laughs> you can call me on it eventually. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so, you're starting to, to kind of feel like, man, this, this running thing, it's, it's more than just a physical thing. Like you said, making you, you a better, a better mom and, and, and just helping you in, in a variety of ways, which again, I, I mean, I feel like most of us get there at some point, some takes longer than others to really kind of get to that point of recognizing that, that running is, is, is a big thing and a big part of our, of our lives and our mental health and our emotional health and our physical health and, and all of the things. Um, but when it comes to, to racing, you know, you did, like you said, did the first 5k, um, as, as you, and maybe not even just racing, but just running in general, as you, as you continue to, to kind of progress and like, well, maybe let me push the pace a little bit. Let me run a little bit longer was with those early few years, you know, 20, 2015 through maybe, you know, maybe pre pandemic at least, um, did things kind of progress pretty, pretty steadily or were there some, some big rough patches along the way? Kind of how were those, those first few years of, of running for you? So, um, you know, I ran the 5K in 2015, and I'm trying to get my, my dates right. Um, then uh, 2016, I actually PR'd my, the 5K there at the Lemon Run. Um, 2017, um, you know, I didn't really run as much in 2017. I think that was the first full year that Is was done with chemo, and so we were doing all kinds of things other than running. And I was so mad at myself when we got to the lemon run. But, you know, we were still going to do the lemon run. There was no way we weren't. Um, And my IT band was just screaming at me maybe a quarter of a mile in. And I'm like, well, this is because you didn't do anything for the last six months. Uh, And that kind of lit a fire in me that running really does good things for me. Um, So 2017 was not great. And 2018, we ran the Lemon Run, um, but I had run my first 10K a month earlier. There was something in between 2017 and 2018 that I was like, you know what? I think I might actually be able to do this, and I'm getting decent at it. I'm not a super fast runner, um, but I've got a lot of heart. And so I feel like that makes up the bulk of my uh, of my ability. So, uh So I decided in 2018 to run a 10K and then immediately then I thought, why not a half marathon? And I asked my husband, and this is actually really funny and kind of obnoxious because he's naturally athletic and he was never a runner before, but he was a soccer player. Um, I asked him, I said, 
hey, what do you think about running a half marathon with me? And he's like, uh, no, thank you. That's a really long distance. Like, what? no way. And I was like, all right. So, you know what he does? He decides to like in his training because he was just running for he enjoys running, too. Um, he starts, you know, running long distances and he's he throws down six miles, seven miles. One day he comes home, comes back in from a run and he's like, hey, you know what I just did? I ran 13.1 miles. It felt good after mile 10. So I just kept going. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <sighs> I was so I'm like, that's so typical. So um, but anyway, so then I was on a trajectory to run a half marathon and I signed us up then. I had a team of us actually representing Children's Specialized Hospital, where Iz gets her physical therapies and a lot of other therapies. Um, we ran um, and raised funds for them, the New Jersey Marathon, uh, I'm sorry, the New Jersey Half Marathon in April of 2019. Um, and I thought that that was going to be it. I, I, and Marco actually, so rewind. So Marco ran that half marathon summer of 2018. And then he's like, you know what? I can do this twice over. And he signed up for the Atlantic City full marathon that October. So he ran a marathon in 2018. We signed up for a half marathon uh, in 2019. And I looked at him and I looked at the struggle bus that he rode the entire way to the finish line in Atlantic City. And I was like, uh, no, this is where I get off the struggle bus is the half marathon. <laughs> like, this is my stop. Thank you very much. And gosh, I, I really don't know. But when, when I think about how it kind of evolved, I get kind of like a flutter. I'm like, because I kind of remember that like feeling like, no, you know what? No, I can do this. I, I, I can totally do a marathon somewhere along the way. It went from hell no to hell yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that slippery slope we talked about earlier. Be careful. You're on it. You're on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, so in 2019, I decided that uh, the only way to make it official was to announce it on Instagram, right? Because that's like that accountability. Right. Um, I said, I'm going to run the New Jersey Marathon in April of 2020. My training starts now. So my training started in September of 2019. Um, and we all know how all things went in 2020. Right, right. So, yeah. So we'll we'll get we'll get back to that in just a second. But the 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 half marathon, the first one that you, that you ran, the New Jersey half, um, did it go pretty well? Did you did you get off the struggle bus on time, or did it did it catch you before you got to the finish line? <laughs> it totally caught me at mile nine. <laughs> it was like hop on in. I'm like, all right, I guess. So so uh, mile nine. I actually, through training for the half, um, once I reached an 11-mile training, I believe it was an 11-mile training run, uh, my IT band started barking at me, and um, that kind of continued. So I, I took time off before the actual race in hopes of being okay, and then I just kind of went out too hot during the race. My pace at the time um, was about... Uh, 11 30 minute mile maybe 12 minute mile i went out at 10 minute miles for the first nine miles yeah that catches up to you it has a has a way of catching up to you most of the time yeah yeah i mean i felt great i felt i actually was so surprised and you know again more reflection from that was maybe i have more in me than i realized and that that i need to put out in training but that's like uh 
that's another tangent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at mile nine, my IT band just started barking because I went out too fast, too hard. And I would run walk. So I'd run maybe like a tenth of a mile and walk quite a bit until I made it to 13.1. And for some reason, um, to this day, I still feel so, you know, I was a half marathoner. I, I completed a half marathon. But for some reason, it really left me with a sour taste in my mouth. Like, like there was more I could have done or I could have made better decisions. Um, it, I, I don't have, you know, like when you think back at a race, you have an emotion that just immediately comes up when you think mm-hmm. of finishing that race. This one is kind of like meh. Mm-hmm. So I, and I still haven't figured out why, but, um, so that one did not feel great. And I completed it. I got the medal. I did it all on my own. Um, is was at the end. We all finished it. We raised, I believe $3,000 for children's specialized hospital, which was huge. Um, so that always felt really good, but it left me feeling like I had more to give and maybe somewhere along the line, that's where I, turn that into, well, the more I have to give is another 13.1 miles. So let's do it. <laughs> so, so here's, here's the, the question that comes to my mind. Um, and, and maybe it's just my personality versus your personality. I don't know. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, the simple answer to it. But I feel like if, if I was in that situation, the, the next logical step of I've got more to give would be like, I can do better at the half marathon. Let's, let's sign up for another half. Um, <laughs> Let's maybe, maybe, you know, whatever. And I, I've got some experience now. I've done it once. Let's, let's get the, the half marathon with an IT band that cooperates. Let's, let's, let's focus on that first and then maybe climb up the ladder to the marathon. Eventually you just jump right into, Hey, let's, let's do a marathon six months from now, plus or minus whatever the exact dates are. Um, any, any ideas why the more was more distance instead of, uh, you know, kind of a, a redo, a, 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 a 2.0 half marathon experience? Yeah, I, am. Um... I think that, well, you know, that is a really good question. And one I actually haven't thought about until now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that somewhere in the back of my mind, a marathon was simmering and it was on and off. And again, I am really enjoying pushing myself beyond what I ever thought I could do. And I love, you know, the way Iz asks me about training, the way I come back and she asks me how to go, how this feel, what'd you do? Um, so again, she just really is the, the motivation behind a lot of things and, and, and myself too. I motivate myself and it's a, it sounds kitschy, but it's, it's definitely a love of self that want, makes me want to pursue these bigger things. Mm-hmm. So I think ultimately I was going to get to the marathon. I think maybe I was annoyed at Marco for just being able to do it. <laughs> Cause then, uh, so then in 2019, he ran New York city. Mm. Um, and I saw what that was like and I saw the struggle that is marathon training and somehow that struggle seemed so rewarding to me. Like it looked brutal and awful and the worst thing ever. 
And I also thought that I was going to be a one and done marathoner, to be honest. I just wanted to scratch this off my list and say, hey, I did a marathon. Cool. Now I'll go back to doing halves. So a combination of all those things. And I am sometimes not often impulsive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like I feel like this slippery slope narrative that I had no idea was going (laughs) to kind of wind its way through. But like one and done. And you you kind of hinted that maybe that's not the case. We'll get there in a minute. But uh, yeah. And then being impulsive. Oh, yeah. Let's let's just do this race. But anyway, so you you (laughs) sign up um, for the for the first marathon in the in the kind of late spring of 2020. You start training for it in, in 2019. Um, how are things going until the world shut down and, and, you know, the, the, the pandemic hit and, and everything ground to a halt was, was training going well. Was it looking like it might have been a pretty good marathon in that, that spring of 2020? No, it was not. No. So I actually, you know, when it got rescheduled, I was like, you know what, this is a really great opportunity for me to incorporate more strength training into my, my plan. And from there, things started going better. And I actually was starting to hit a really nice stride in about, so it was maybe February of 2020 that things were not looking great. Right. End of February, beginning of March, I was starting to hit a, a stride, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do, well, either way I was going to do the marathon in April, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of how it was going to turn out, even if I had to walk the whole thing, I was going to do it. Um, but I wasn't sh- like I would have wanted a better um, a better training. Right. So in March, I was starting to hit my stride. Not not great. And then, you know, March here in New Jersey, March 13th is the day that I think everybody points to was like the end of everything. And um, through the pandemic, I kind of was just like, OK, well, that sucks. But it actually gives me an opportunity to do this better. And um I started my first run streak mm-hmm. at that time and was feeling really, really strong, really good. And um, the race was postponed until October of 2020. And then we all know how all things go <laughs> in 2020. It did not happen in October 2020. At that point, I was getting kind of annoyed and frustrated Um but these run streaks and I was just kind of creating new running challenges in my head. I was getting faster. I PR'd my 10 K by 10 minutes Wow! at that time. Um, I PR'd my mile by a minute 20. Um, I also, I run a nonprofit, um, for childhood cancer research and, um, which has been on hold since the pandemic. Mm. I, I don't do much with it just because it's, there's too much going on. Um, so we put together a little fundraiser 5k, a virtual 5k. And I actually, um, PR'd my 5k by five minutes. So that was really cool. So those are some of the things that, um, had me feeling really good in 2020, despite the marathon being canceled. And so, no, so you can keep going. Um, you're finding ways to, to, to stay on track, some different challenges, which, which again, I mean, all of us, to, most of us, to some form or extent or, or another, did pretty much the same thing through, through 2020. Um, always, at least I know a lot of the, the, the folks that I talked to and myself even as, as well, were like kind of kept hoping that, that, all right, well, maybe races will happen in the fall and then maybe they'll happen, you know, closer to the, the end of the year. And then maybe they'll happen closer to, to 2021, you know, the start of the start of this year. Um, when, when did, 
when was it looking like you might like like when they when they postponed it from from the fall, did they try to move it to the spring or or, or what was what was kind of going on with with this marathon goal that's kind of been out there, but um, it keeps getting pushed back. Like 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 where were you at with with marathoning and and you were just gonna say the hell with it or, or kind of what was what was kind of going through your mind on that front as it kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Oh, no, I was going to make this thing happen regardless. So, you know, I was okay with the cancellations, uh, postponements in 2020. Um, And then comes 2021, and I'm going in strong. I kind of injured my shin around Thanksgiving of 2020. So I took a little break and, and got back to it. And I had built such a great base that I knew I would be ready for the marathon in April. So that was when they were going to have it again, April of 2021. So I, I was, I was fine. I was doing some training and, um, trying to think back. So beginning of 2021, my running is feeling good. I started the podcast and, um, I had injured, I rehabbed the shin a little bit. Things were going fine. And then in February, (laughs) late February, we all got COVID. Um, Marco, Izzy and I got COVID and, uh, Marco was kind of sick. Uh, Iz was had a high fever for about three hours. And then by the next day, she was fine, which was really a relief because with um, her having gone through so much chemo, we weren't sure what her immune system would look like. Um, so we were like that was that was the big concern. And I was running around taking care of everybody. So I don't know if that played into me having it the worst. Plus I have asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lost my sense of taste and smell. My lungs were, were just like crap. Like it was very, very difficult. I was very lethargic, very tired. Um, so then rehabbing from that was, was a lot too. So the race was supposed to be in April of 2020. Um, I got, we all got COVID February 28th. So the last day of February, mm-hmm. um, and I believe then by early March, when I was still rehabbing, they postponed the New Jersey Marathon to October of 2021. So um, that was a bit of a relief. So um, there was some, there was a bit of rehabbing from COVID. And once I felt good, it took me maybe about three weeks to get back to to running. Um, and then it only took about four weeks after that for me to get a stress fracture. So in May, <laughs> so in May of 2021, um, I had this pain in my shin that I thought, and this is how it happens to a lot of people. Um, you think it's shin splints, mm-hmm. but shin splints should go away with rest and ice. Um, this was not going away. And I finally went to see an orthopedist and sure enough, it wasn't a full uh, stress fracture, but it was uh, stress syndrome, mm-hmm. which he says is like a, a phase one or a level one stress fracture. Um, so I just call it a stress fracture because it, we were getting there. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a boot for a few weeks, uh, did some PT. And that was when I decided that, yes, I'm going to do this marathon. I think that I need those extra three weeks So New Jersey Marathon was supposed to be October 17th of 2021. New York City Marathon um, was November 7th of 2021. I was like, okay, those three weeks might just be what I need. So what I did was I switched the New Jersey full to the New Jersey half, and I got a charity bib for the New York City Marathon through Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. 
Um, and I decided then and there that marathon running looks different for everybody. I, I wanted to run the marathon. I wanted to run the whole thing. And I realized that that was not going to be the way for me to cross the finish line. But regardless of how I cross the finish line, I will have completed 26.2 miles. So that's when I actually adopted a run walk plan. Mm -hmm. I actually, um, it, it was, it was definitely an adjustment and somewhere, you know, I tried different, different running versus walking time, walking intervals. Um, and one interval hurt my ITB. So I was like, you know what, that's too much running. And I actually found a really, really sweet spot in five minutes of running and three minutes of walking, repeat, repeat, repeat until the end. Hmm. And, well, and, um, I was just going to say, you know, like that's, that's one of the beauties of, of the sport. As far as I'm concerned is you, you can find what works best for you. And if, if having regular walk breaks is what, what you need, great. And if that's what it is for the next 20 years, great. And if you get to some point down the road where you want to try quote unquote, just running again, and it works better for you then great, but, but you find what works for you. And so, um, so I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off of there, but you can, yeah. you can kind of keep going at that point. Yeah. So, you know, uh, my training runs were going great. Um, I felt really, really good. And the interesting thing was that because of those walk breaks, my running felt better. And somehow I was really only a few seconds per mile slower than if I was running the whole thing. So that was something like a, a thought that struck me and helped me, you know, when you're out there for hours upon hours, helped me realize that, that I am strong, that I'm doing an awesome job. You know, one thing that I always think about is, um, talk to yourself like you would a friend who you're trying to motivate. So I would say, Hey, Sonia, you're doing great. Hey, this is a great pace, Sonia. You look awesome. And you know, there, that doesn't mean that there weren't some times where I'm like, why the F are you doing this, Sonia? Like, what are you doing out here? This sucks. But for the most part, I try to be really kind to myself. And yeah, that's, well, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. The five, three was how I got through all my training runs. That's, that's awesome. And, and yeah, I, I was just laughing to myself because, and I, I know I've said this before, but the things that I'll say to myself are things that I would never say to anyone else. So like, you know, maybe chiming in a little bit of positive self-talk once in a while, not a bad idea because Lord knows there's enough, there's enough negative self-talk that maybe we could try to try to counterbalance that a little bit once in a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it kind of goes back to running being this thing that that's for you. Um, it's not for, for the Instagram followers. It's not for, for anyone other than yourself. And, and you're out there running, you're doing something, you're moving. Um, and, and that in itself is an incredible feat instead of, you know, maybe really worrying about the things that can, can wait till later you chose to get up and go for a run. So at least be kind to yourself while you're out there doing this for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you, you fall, not, not fall into, but you find this, this five, five, three intervals, uh, ratio works pretty well for you. Start to, to, to go through you, you run the half marathon a few weeks before New York. Um, I don't mean to just gloss over that half marathon, but let's, let's talk New York for a minute. How was, how was the New York city marathon, um, for, for you, uh, just, a, just a couple months ago. Um, so, so everything was great. Um, because of my injury, I only got up to a 19 mile long run mm -hmm. and that 19 miler was fantastic. I mean, it sucked, 
you know, because <laughs> you know, running that long sucks. But in terms of, um, in terms of my IT band, in terms of the stress fracture, in terms of how I felt like with my muscles and my bones, it was wonderful. Um, so we got to New York and the whole experience is amazing. It was, so we're taking the ferry over from Manhattan to Staten Island and everybody's very cheery. And I turned to my husband and I, I was like, why am I here? I'm like, why am I doing this? And I started panicking to be honest, because I knew how long it was going to take me. I knew it was going to be upwards of five hours of moving. And that it wasn't the miles. It was the amount of time that I was going to be out there that was really starting to kind of make me second guess myself. And uh, luckily, so Marco did uh, did the AC full um, and he decided that the New York City Marathon was was my race and he was going to help me cross that finish line regardless. And I think that really helped me um, doubt myself less, knowing that I had had his support there that if I like wanted to quit that he wouldn't let me um and that we would figure out together how emotionally to get me across that finish line so um it it just it's such an experience so we're we're crossing over um from Manhattan to Staten Island and the sun is shining on you know the buildings on Wall Street and you're just on this ferry and you you realize like you're running this whole city and I grew up um, I grew up in the Bronx and Westchester County so this is this is my hometown right um, and we get to Staten Island and it's a really really long wait but once the uh, once the elite runners start going um, the cannons go off and I don't know if everybody knows this but for every wave of the New York City Marathon when they count you down and you're ready and the time starts, a cannon goes off. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's amazing. And then as you're crossing the Verrazano River, I mean, I'm sorry, the Re- Verrazano Bridge, um, Frank Sinatra, New York is playing. So it is like, that's how it starts, literally with a bang. And that is an experience that just like thinking about it right now and just kind of picturing it, it gets me all kinds of emotional because we were sitting there and you could hear the cannon go and you know that, that a group of people is already starting their journey. And how amazing is that? Um, and we, I forget, we were wave, wave three, I believe. Um, I don't even remember now, but we were, we were waiting there for a while before it was time to go and the cannons go off and, and we're heading over the Verrazano bridge. And I remember we get to the, uh, the quarter mile mark and somebody goes, Hey, only 26 miles to go. (laughs) There's always that guy. There's always yeah. that guy that, that, that lets you know that you're a quarter mile in. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's some perspective. <laughs> and then, uh, then we get into, uh, because you're in Staten Island for like a hot second, just at, just at the bridge. And then you cross the bridge into Brooklyn. And it takes a little bit to get to the crowds in Brooklyn. And then, of course, you know, Beastie Boys is playing No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And I am just like losing it because holy cow, I'm running my first marathon. It's New York City. Oh, I had my name. I had my name on my shirt. And there were people in an over like on an overpass. And they're looking down and they're like, yeah, Sonia. And I look up and I was like, oh, people I know are here. And Marco's like, no, your name's on your shirt. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, so no, no sleep till Brooklyn and we make it through, um, through Brooklyn 5k. We're going, we're going mile four, believe it or not. My damn IP band is barking at me mile four and not just like, not just whimpering, not just like, (laughs) Hey, I'm here. No full blown growling, snarling, barking at me. Um, and I, I was trying not to tell Marco and then we're taking a walk break and then we start again and I, and he was keeping track and I was like, how many more minutes of running? And he's like, uh, about three minutes. I was like, okay. He's like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, well, my IT band hurts. He's like, do you need to stop? No, no, we'll run it. And I'll tell you, I honestly do not know how I finished that race. Pure willpower, because with an IT band that was just, it just, it hurts so bad. And I don't know, I'm sure a lot of people listening have had an ITB issue or an ITB problem. After a while, it just, it's screaming down your entire leg. It starts in your knee, and then after a while, it just takes over that one leg. And that's exactly what happened to me. And, um, it was, it was brutal, but at no point did I think that I was going to stop. At no point did I say this is a DNF for me. It just really wasn't an option. I was going to be there till whatever time, but I had to finish this marathon and I, that definitely got me through also this Dunkin' Donuts hat. <laughs> so at the Starters Village, um, Dunkin' Donuts was there and they had these really cute hats with like the Dunkin' Donuts colors. And I grabbed one and I told Marco, I was like, oh, I want to give this to Izzy. I hope I can hold on to it till mile 16 because we were going to see her and my family on first as once we got into Manhattan. And uh, I wore the hat for a little bit. And then it was too hot, so I was holding onto it in my hands. Then I kind of like shoved shoved it in my shorts, and um, the hat kind of helped me because and knowing that I was going to see Iz at mile sixteen, um, and once I saw her at mile sixteen, I put the hat on her. I just I started sprinting, and Marco's like, "You're going super fast," and I was like, "Listen, the wheels came off this thing." like 10, 12 miles ago, we're just, we're just finishing it. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right. So, you know, that's, that's how we, we did it. There was running, there was walking, there was a lot of walking, a lot of running and uh, five and a half miles. I mean, I'm sorry, five and a half hours later, um, I crossed that finish line and I can't think about it without getting choked up because I did that. Mm-hmm. And I can't like, I never thought that I was capable of, of enduring or participating in such an athletic feat, completing such an athletic feat. Um, and, and I did, and I, I, I don't know. I think, I think we are all as individuals capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, totally, totally true. And, and, you know, whatever it is about running, probably just maybe going back to, like you said earlier, the simplicity of it, um, but something about running, I, I feel like for me at least, really brings that out more so than just about anything else. Because you know, whether it's it's an athletic event, like there's no team to to rely on. Even when you have, you know, you had Marco running side by side with you, so you kind of had a team, but it was still you had to do it. Um, and so you just you just get that feeling of that sense of accomplishment, especially that that first finish line. And and I think maybe even for for a lot of folks and myself as well, that first 26.2, like 
the words the words don't always come, but the feeling is there, and, yeah. and I think everybody can kind of relate to to just yeah, like that that feeling is is something special and something that uh, none of us are going to forget probably anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, so the race was on Sunday, and um, that Friday we were in the city for uh, the New York Roadrunners had uh, a race, a one mile race through Central Park that finished in the opposite direction of where the marathon finishes. So you cross the same finish line, but from the other side. Um, and it's a kid's race. And uh, Volvo Cars is a big sponsor of uh, New York Roadrunners, but also of Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Um, they knew that Marco and I were running on a charity bid for ALSF and that we had an ALSF hero as a child inspiring us. And so they invited Izzy to to participate in that one mile race and, um, is finished the one mile in her walker because she, um, the, the tumor and chemo and all of that left her with a lot of physical deficits. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finished the one mile race in her walker and, you know, people were passing us left and right. And it took her a half hour to finish one mile, which is incredible for her. Um, and I saw it just like, and, and I guess this is the nature of running and the running community and the, 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 that those feel good vibes that you get from races, people were cheering her on, even though she was the slowest. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing her little face looking around at everybody, like cheering her on her mouth open. And I think, I think she, I think the bug bit her. Um, and uh, so she's actually, we're looking at some Paralympic running for her because she really, really loved it. And so when I was coming through the opposite direction, I just kept thinking about her mm-hmm. and how just two days earlier, this baby that we didn't know whether she would be able to ever walk, completed a one mile race and earned her own medal. And I, I I finished my marathon. I finished my marathon in her honor. And th- I, I don't know, I'll do more marathons in the future, but this one is, this one will always be uh, incredibly special. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. And, and, uh, and yeah, like, I mean, I feel like New York city from everything that everybody's told me, I've never run New York city. Um, but from everything I've heard, it's, it's hard for other marathons to live up to that one anyway, because of the size and the scope and yada, yada, yada. But with that little, that little connection and Izzy doing it a couple of days before. Yeah. Safe to say that one is always <laughs> going to be, have a, have a little special spot, um, on, on, on the mantle compared to any other races yeah. that you run. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was amazing. And, and New York city, I mean, um, we got to the Bronx and that's mile 22. So I'd been, on that struggle bus. I I wouldn't even say that was a struggle bus. That was like a suffer bus (laughs) for so many miles. And, um, I was tired of, of, um, my, my gels and I was tired of the bars. I just needed food. And, uh, there were, you know, people were out there, tons of people with orange slices and I'm allergic to bananas. Can you believe it? A runner allergic to bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the orange slices just felt like heaven. And to see so many people wall to wall cheering others on, you know, they're not participating, but their participation in the race is almost just as important because they're the ones who also help keep you going. Uh, the energy was incredible. I, I just, 
it was amazing. And if anybody ever is thinking about running New York City, you, you won't regret it. it. It just really is an incredible race. There's there's another there's another one trying to talk me into there's eventually eventually y'all are going to get get me to do it and I'm going to you know throw my name in the hat and, and of course my luck will be like oh, I'll put my name in the hat because I probably won't get it for another you know handful yeah. of years and that'll be, and then I'll get it and then well I mean you can't say no so anyway we'll we'll get we'll cross that that bridge pun somewhat loosely intended uh, yeah. because of all the bridges in New York uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there but before we we run out of time today Sonia and, and uh, um as long as you've got a few more minutes, I'd love to talk about yeah. the podcast for a second. What what encouraged you or inspired you or motivated you to uh, to launch the uh, the Running on Optimism podcast uh, just just about a year ago? So, um, you know, I talk a lot about how running has inspired me, how Izzy has inspired me, how empowering it all is. And I realize that everybody has a story, which is funny because that's, that's also your thing, mm-hmm. is that like every runner has a story and... I think these stories are so positive. I think they're so inspiring, regardless of whether you're a runner. Um, and that's the big thing is I hope to inspire people to come outside themselves and believe in themselves a little bit more than, than they do and realize that everybody is battling something that you may not know anything about. And yet they're still going out there and doing these these amazing things, making themselves stronger. Um, that's really, that's really why I wanted to start a podcast. I also found along the way that it's kind of been therapeutic for me to talk to people about running. Every time I am done with a conversation, I feel better. And then I go back and I re-listen to the conversation and, you know, whatever little edits and little, you know, sniffles or whatever that I need to take out. Um, I, get the opportunity to listen again to that inspiration. And even after editing, which I hate editing, uh, it's like my least favorite part of all of this. um, I feel better. And then I put it out there. And every time I push out a new episode, I'm wondering who had a better day because they listened to someone inspire them. Um, I feel like they're also, especially like through COVID, you know, there's so much just, and everybody says it, there's so much negativity and there's so much in the news that there's never a good story. If there is a good story, it's saved for like a once a month segment. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more than that. I mean, humans are incredible and we're actually, I personally think that we actually are good. And we just need to be reminded of that sometimes. And we don't get that enough. So I just, I really am all about positive energy and loving yourself and the good that we can put out there. I think that what we put out into the world is exactly what we get back. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I love it. And that's, and that's what you're doing. And hopefully maybe a little bit, that's what I'm doing too. It's certainly, um, I don't think my intention is as, as beautifully eloquent as what you put, but, but ultimately I think, I think, you know, like you said, sharing stories and, and having these conversations and hopefully maybe inspiring a few folks along the way, uh, it's definitely, definitely part of what I'm trying to do as well. Um, how, how are you, how are you finding it? I mean, it sounds like you're really enjoying it and, and no plans on, on slowing down or anything like that. Just kind of keep on keeping on. Yeah, no, I am. I love it. Like, I just love it. And it's, it it really does bring me so much joy to 
talk with different people and connect with different people and make friends like, you know, my guests now and everybody I've talked to, we're friends now. We follow mm -hmm. each other on Instagram. And the wonderful thing about the running community, too, is you make like social media running friends and everybody's following along uh, on each other's journey. Hey, how'd that race go? Or, hey, I saw you had a little niggle in your knee. I hope it wasn't a big thing. Um, so from that perspective too, I, I really enjoy it. And again, Izzy asks me, Oh, who'd you talk to today? And I get to share these inspiring stories with her. And I think that it helps her, um, realize that she is also capable of doing anything regardless of what she's struggling with or regardless of what she's battling with. Um, she's capable of anything and just doing it her own way. Um, so no, no, no stopping. I've got some, Really awesome guests coming up for 2022. Uh, I won't say too much. Um, and some, like, I, I also want to get into a little bit more of, like, the technical stuff of running and nutrition. Um, so some guests coming up to talk a little bit more about that, too. And, uh, yeah, I just want to keep growing the community and and spread the love. <laughs> Awesome. Well, certainly uh, keep on keeping on. And and, and one thing that uh, I'll, I'll be looking forward to, to hearing from you when you have the opportunity to, like you said, you get to know some of these people on social media. Maybe you have them on, on your show. You chat with them. You get to know them a little bit. There's some back and forth. And then one of the beauties of, of at least I think, one of the beauties of the running community, the online running community specifically, is when, when things, when the stars align and you both end up at the same race or in town yeah. for, for visiting, you know, like, like I live in central Florida. So like I have to have people where they're like, Hey, I'll be at Disney for a, you know, for a week. And a, you know, if you want to come up and run, like, that'd be cool. And I'm like 40 minutes away. So like, yeah, sure. And you get to have some of these, these online interactions that then become, you know, real life and, and you get to, to, you know, give a hug if it's safe to do so or, or whatever, but share some miles and have a cup of coffee together or, or whatever the case might be. Um, and, and just, you know, sometimes it's like, man, you know, the, the internet is, is a lot of things, but one thing it really can do is it can kind of bring some of these things together. People I never would have met before that are now very dear friends. Um, and it's just awesome. So I, I can't wait till you have some of those, those IRL experiences that have, have come because of the podcast. Yeah, I actually, I got Christmas cards from some of my guests, which is really awesome. nice. That's so um, cool. And Marco is running the, the Shamrock Marathon. It's got a really long name, but it's in Virginia Beach mm -hmm. this March. And uh, one of my guests is also running it. So I'm not running it, but at least I'll be there. Um, and I might be running, I, I'm not sure. There's definitely a fall marathon in my future, but I might be running them with one of my guests. Um, so it, it's they're coming and, and, um, it's really, really fun. The gears are turning. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. So, um, we, I know we're, we're, we're going a little over time. I appreciate your patience. One last quick no, philosophical question to, to wrap things up today. Basically it's like the introductory question, something very open-ended. You can take it whichever way you want to go, but I'll, I'll do my best. I, I won't say I promise, but I'll do my best to not ask anything else after this. Um, just curious, you know, at this point in your life, you've been running for, you know, closing in on, on seven years now, something like that, if my math's about correct. Um, yeah. but, uh, what does, what does being a runner mean to you? Like when you think of the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm Sonia and I'm, I'm a runner. Um, what, what does that kind of mean to you in, in your head? It means I love myself enough to call myself a runner. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with call, calling themselves a runner because of pace, because of size, because of so many different things. I think that I have finally 
realized that I love myself enough uh, to put that label on myself. And it's pretty cool and kind of liberating. So I think that that's what calling myself a runner means to me. I love it. I love it. And uh, as is often the case, I'm going to try not to muddy the water because that's a great message to kind of just leave things on today. So once again, y'all, if you want to connect with Sonia and find out kind of how things are going and follow along as, as they progress into 2022 and beyond uh, again, Sonia slash running on optimism is the website podcast at running or podcast. I guess there's no at for the podcast name. It's just running on optimism. You can find that wherever podcasts are freely given away Instagram at running underscore on underscore optimism or at 26.2 for Izzy. Um, and again, disruns.com slash 1016, disruns.com slash 1016. Back to the show notes for today. All the links, everything there as per usual. So, uh, Sonia, thank you uh, so much for, for taking the time today and a little bit more time than I'd asked for, but uh, you gave it freely. I really appreciate that. And uh, great hearing your story. Tell Izzy we said hello. Keep on, keep on, keeping on. Um, and, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Sonia and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your little takeaway from our little chit chat today? Uh, for me, it was it was hands down the bit about positive self-talk and how Sonia used that to kind of help her get through some rough patches along the way uh, with her training and certainly on race day as well. And just And just how valuable... Not only can it be to have that self-talk, but to maybe try to counteract some of the negative self-talk. Because I don't know about you, but uh, I know about me. And uh, I I think I mentioned it during our conversation. But just some of the things that I say to myself um, are not not productive. You know, they're just not kind. And I I wish I could say that that this conversation or something else would would inspire me to get rid of all negative self-talk. But I think... At least for myself, I don't know, y- y'all are probably better people than I am. But at least for myself, my, my human condition is that I'm not going to get rid of all of my negativity. Uh, I-, I try to be a little bit more neutral, I guess, because my natural proclivity is is towards uh, negativity, is is towards being pessimistic. And so, um, when when push comes to shove, I default towards saying some unkind things to myself, especially when things aren't going well. And just hearing Sonia talk about just, you know, some of the encouraging words she spoke to herself and how that helped her. It's just that, that reminder that, Hey, you know, like, like there's nothing wrong with, with the power of positivity once in a while and trying to embrace it and, and just, you know, treating yourself like a, like a decent person, you know, it's, this is all this is all me trying to remind myself to to speak kindly to myself of course but um you know it just just there's value in that and especially when you're in a rough patch whether it's in training whether it's on race day whether it's just in other areas of of life um a few kind words spoken from yourself to yourself can really go a long way uh to kind of help you keep going right and so the, 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 my takeaway from today was just the reminder that when, when, when I need it, I can, I can, I have the power to, to speak kindly to myself. And that really can be huge. That can be key to, to keep on keeping on, to keep taking that next step, to keep pushing through. And 
probably it's more powerful and more beneficial in the moment than berating myself, which would, like I kind of hopefully made clear, would be my default. So my takeaway going forward is as much as I can is to try to lean into the power of positive self-talk, especially in those moments when uh, I really need it the most. So what about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? What's your takeaway? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, Dizruns.com slash 1016, Dizruns.com slash 1016. Pass the photos, pass the links, pass the write-up for today's episode. There's that comment section down at the bottom and you can always feel free to leave your comments and feedbacks and takeaways there and uh you know start up a spark a little conversation i'll go back and forth with you as many times as you want to in that comment section and once again for today that's disruns.com slash one zero one six while you're on the website if you need a little pep talk if you want a little actual on the phone pep talk uh the consultation calls are there or maybe maybe less of a pep talk more of a help troubleshooting pick my brain whatever the case might be disruns.com slash consultation the link is there uh get yourself on the calendar i'll make the phone call let's chat and try to help you work through whatever type of type of struggles or issues or obstacles you're dealing with at the moment that's what they're there for feel free to use them any old time disruns.com slash consultation and with that let's go ahead and wrap this one up shall we thanks again for your time thanks for your attention thanks for taking sonia and i with you wherever it was we went for today. Maybe a few a few miles, maybe a, a long run. Maybe we we're just running some errands. I don't know. I don't know your life, but I uh, appreciate your time and attention. And uh, again, just thanks. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. One, one more time. Why not? One more time. And uh, until next time, y'all be well. Later, y'all.